Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, and we are here with Stinky Pinky. The boys are back together. How you doing, Chris? Fantastic. Double trouble. We're back in the building, both of us together. I'm so excited to do this again when it's both of us, not just the the solo podcast. This uh, is awesome. Absolutely. Just bouncing the energy off of each other, bouncing ideas. It's so much better when we're, we're together, but... I think we both kind of needed that little bit of a, a week break. Um, I definitely needed one after my <laughs> devastating losses. Um, and then you had a nice little time in uh, Florida there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, But it is nice to be back. And I'm, I'm happy we're doing this, especially as we get like closer to the playoffs. This is when stuff gets really intense and it starts to really matter. So it's exciting. For sure. Last year on the podcast, we did miss one week. And so far, it seems like we're not going to miss one. I know there's... Uh, we had a, a solo episode twice this year, but every single week you've had some action from us, and we're going to continue to make that flow all the way through the playoffs, and, and as you said, things are definitely heating up in the league, and it's getting down to crunch time. Yeah, it really is, and I've kind of just been looking at the matchups just for this week in general. It seems like teams who are going to be in the dildo playoffs are lining up against each other for the most part, and then teams that are going to be in the actual playoffs lining up against each other, so it's just... They're, these matchups really matter, especially when it comes down to just trying to get those buys where you can. So it's exciting. Oh, for sure. Having like the playoff teams play the playoff teams, it, that, that has huge ramifications for how their playoffs are going to look, or even if they can make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Them, it's not guaranteed, and it's still a really tight race for a lot of teams. Yeah, I think the only team that's actually guaranteed to make the playoffs right now is Danny. Wow, look at that. So, and there's two weeks left, which is pretty crazy. Congratulations to Danny on that then. Um, but we'll get into our waivers at this point. Yeah, sounds um, good. Always on the top of the show. That's the way we like to do it. And it was actually... Actually, a very interesting week on the waivers. We had a little bit of a lull the last couple of weeks, I feel. I think there wasn't like anything big and major out there to grab. Yeah. But that definitely changed this week. And that started off with Jonathan Williams going to Andrew for 28 points of fab. Yeah, this is a big one, obviously, putting down 28 points. And from what we've seen as far as Thursday night when he just played, it was fantastic. It was a little bit risky. Everyone's talking about, is it going to be Jonathan Williams or is it going to be... Who's the other Colts running um, back? Hines. Jordan, and then and, Jordan Wilkins. And then there's exactly yeah, so that, so that like, who's gonna get about the ball? Who's gonna get it? Those those three guys, they've who knows? And just to guess for the point, it's November twenty third. It is a Saturday episode today. So the Thursday games have happened and the Colts did play on that Thursday night. Jonathan Williams did start, and he had himself a very nice performance. Yeah, and the big thing is, like, we know that the Colts can run the ball. That offensive line is fantastic at run blocking just in general. And then when you get a guy off the waiver wire who gets 26 touches, that's insane. Oh, like, exactly. That's so valuable. For sure, and that's why this is one of those weeks where, like, you could see that, oh, there's actually value here on the waiver wire, where in previous weeks there probably wasn't a huge amount of value. But Jonathan Williams going deep with Andrew, 28 points. The next closest was 10. I yeah, believe that so was he, Ben. So he definitely overpaid a lot for him, but like he still performed. If people had more fab, I'm sure people would have bid more that's fab. That's the thing, yeah. Andrew was trying to be like, I want this guy. I'm going in all in on him. And he put down those 28 points, and he got him. Unfortunately for him, he was way over the other second place point for it. Yeah, but... Nevertheless, if you're looking back at this situation, 28 fab is 100%. That's worth it. Oh, for sure. Yes, I would completely yeah. agree that having Jonathan Williams for 28 points of fab at any point is a good deal. Yeah. And just in general, like kind of every year, it seems you get like this one guy who just comes in late in the season. He's an injury or an injury happens to a running back and then you get this guy come in and make some plays like last year, CJ Anderson, like 
made a huge difference for Stu going into the playoffs, helped him win a championship, oh, yeah. and he was just a waiver wire dude. Is that going to be Jonathan Williams this year? Who knows? Could be. Um, it definitely could be, especially because Marlon Mack, is, he's probably going to go on IR, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, like broken wrist, that would be pretty wild if he came back before yeah. that point. I believe it's broken wrist, at least. Yeah, something, something in the hand, hand Yeah, region. somewhere around there, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that would be really difficult for him to come back. Like, you got to hold on and secure that ball. If you got some broken bones in there, that's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, so I think uh, enough congratulating Andrew, because he is still a little bit of a bitch. So let's <laughs> move on to the next one. The next one is Bo Scarborough, uh, Detroit running back he goes to Ben for 10 points of fab um and clearly Andrew also just won all in on some sort of running back because he also had 28 points of fab on Bo oh really but he didn't get him because he had Jonathan Williams ahead on that waiver claim so regardless he wanted a running back this week he got the better one in Jonathan Williams so Ben put 10 points on Jonathan Williams he also put 10 points on Bo Scarborough and Ben ends up getting him with that 10 points of fab yeah, so Bo Scarborough, I think he looked great last week, but that was literally the only time we've ever seen him in the NFL. Yeah, a and lot of the time it's like, okay, Detroit, it's going to be Ty Johnson or whatever the guy's yeah. name was. Oh, no, no, it's not. And then it's going to be that Trey or Tra guy. Yeah. And then, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been so strange, and like we haven't been able to predict what's going to happen with that Detroit backfield, but it seems like maybe it's Bo's time. Yeah, but then like you, you really just don't know. So you can't really feel comfortable starting this guy, can you? No, I don't think so. And like just in general, I think Ben has some pretty good running backs, but if you're taking a dart throw, it doesn't hurt. But, like, I just don't see a position where I would be comfortable starting any Detroit running back just because it seems to be someone new every week. Yeah. And they're not all that good at running the ball. They prefer to throw it. I guess it's different now with Stafford out of the game. But that being said, like, Scarborough looked good last week. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it wasn't, like, an insane amount. Ten points is fine. And Ben had some fab to burn. So, it's all good. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next one is Ryan Griffin going to Taylor for eight points of fab. He is the tight end for the Jets. Yeah, so this is a guy I tried to get. I've been, since Austin Hooper's gone down, I've been trying to figure out a tight end situation. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson didn't do it for me last week. I only put um, four fab in on him. I think three or four fab was my bid. I don't have much fab left, and I didn't actually think there would be that much action on tight ends, but I was clearly mistaken. You thought there was not going to be action on tight ends. Come on, Chris. The the whole season, everybody's trying to find that tight end. There's been like no, at like, least one just... or two tight ends on every single waiver that we've been doing. you got to know. Okay, well, I just thought eight was more than he would have gone for. It's more what That's I meant. fair enough. Okay. But that being said, I don't think it's a bad ad at all. Uh, he's been really involved in the, the offense lately, and Chris Herndon, is, he's not playing at all, so... Yeah. If he can just keep getting involved, keep getting in the end zone, it seems that Sam Donald's playing better. Maybe he's a good ad. No, I, I think it is a pretty good ad. It's not one that you're like, oh yeah, for sure, this is gonna, he is the guy and he's going to be awesome for the rest of the year. Um, but in his limited work that he's had so far, he's caught a bunch of touchdowns. He's been like, yeah, targeted fairly well. Yeah. Um, what kind of stats does he have, Chris? So the past, I'm going to do his past four weeks. So against Jacksonville, he had 20.6 points. Then against Miami, he had uh, five points. Then against the Giants, he had minus point two. Oh damn! And then Washington last week, sixteen point nine. So it seems like it's a bit up and down, but it's a tight end. Like it's hard to find a consistent one just it's, in general. Oh, exactly. And it sucks that he had those negative points at one point, but he, when the matchup's good, he seems to be performing well. Even if it is good, though, sometimes it doesn't work out. So it's it's hit and miss. Tight end landscape's a mess, and exactly. maybe it can work out for him and. 
let's see what happens for Taylor. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's a couple good matchups coming up. Like, they play Oakland, then they play Cincinnati, then Miami. So, like, those are good matchups just in general. They're not very strong pass defenses. So, maybe he can do something. I think it's just fine out, especially a tight end. It's yep, hard. for sure. Uh, we'll go on to the next one, which is the Houston Texans defense um, to myself for eight points of fab. Unfortunately, nobody else had bid on Houston. Oh, you wasted money. And so I definitely wasted a lot. I had started with one point of fab, went to two points of fab, went to three points <laughs> of fab. And then in the end, I jumped it all the way to eight points of fab. And But listen to my reasoning here. Okay. I have the Bills defense. And they've been very good. They've been very solid all year, like good defense. Week 14, first week of the playoffs, they played Baltimore. Okay, no yeah, chance no I can play that. the Bills defense against Baltimore. No. Week 16, potential savior of the daily. They play the Patriots. Uh, I'm not playing the Bills defense versus Baltimore or the Patriots. I needed some sort of a defense for yeah. the playoffs. Looking all over the waiver wire, there's no defense on the waiver wire that has any sort of decent matchup in the playoffs. I saw the Houston Texans. They've been up and down. They've had... Explosion games have had bad games. They've had point like the, the twenty-two points, fifteen points, fifteen points, minus two points. I'm going like all over the place on what weeks they played. But then they had Baltimore. They had minus six points yeah, just rough. on Thursday. They had seven points. But in their matchups that they have in the playoffs, they have Denver for week fourteen. I think that's a pretty good matchup. I think good things yeah, can I happen definitely there. Agree there. And then in week sixteen, they have Tampa Bay. Fitz, uh, sorry. Uh, Winston, he throws a lot of interceptions. I'm thinking maybe that can work out. I know they put a lot of points on the board as well, but I would rather play the Texans defense versus Tampa Bay where a pick six could happen rather than against New England and that awesomely run offense. So I felt like I needed to have this defense on my roster or some sort of decent defense in the playoffs. So I went all in on it to try and get it. I got it, but nobody else had been on it, which is kind of understandable because it's not like their defense has been incredible this year. It was just so important to my team in the playoffs that I had to invest in it. Yeah, I think you said it well then. Your reasoning is sound to me, so I see why it's a good ad. It's too bad you you seem to have overpaid, but it's fine. Um, Um, We'll go on to the next uh, waiver pickup there, which was Dallas Goddard for seven points of fab to Danny, another tight end there. How are you feeling about that one? Again, I tried to add him. I did a $2 fab. Again, didn't, didn't get it, but that's okay. So Dallas Goddard, he's... He's confusing to me just in general because you think, okay, second tight end, he's not going to be that involved in the game, but they just they don't have any wide receivers playing right now. Everybody's hurt. Deshaun Jackson's out. Nelson Aguilar can't catch the football, even if he is on the field. And then um, with Alshon Jeffrey, he's being questionable. It's just like, who, who are they going to throw the ball to? And just it seems in the red zone, they're pretty comfortable throwing the ball to Dallas Goddard. He has a couple touchdowns on the season. He has four of them. He's like the red zone guy. Yep. So... And he's talented. He's a good player, so I I don't think it's a bad ad at all. Seattle doesn't have a very good pass defense the week after they play Miami, so it's just there's some upside there for sure that I see, and I think it's it's a good ad. Absolutely. I completely agree with the statements that you made there. Um, It's one of those, like, shots. you got to hope that he gets a touchdown, but I think he's a fairly skilled player. It's tough when you have Ertz um, at tight end on that team as well, but nobody else seems to be able to catch the ball on that team, so... I think Goddard's a, pretty, Goddard's a pretty nice add for a seven fab there. Yeah, for sure. These are players that I'd have no issue playing, and I would rather play a tight end than who I'm playing, which is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, the next player that we have here is Daryl Williams. Um, six points of fab to myself. 
Once again, nobody bid on him. He is on buy this week. Um, and this is a regret because there has been a time now where I'm thinking like I could almost like drop him, but I, I, with Damian Williams, he has broken ribs. Like he got crumpled up in that last game. He's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. McCoy has the concussion. I think that regardless, they're going to have to use like a committee backfield back there. And with Damian out for a while, I thought Daryl could have some value. He is on Kansas City. That offense is fantastic. He had a rushing touchdown um, the previous week. So I just thought that there could be some value into the future, especially if McCoy gets injured again or is just not out there. Daryl will have huge value. And it's something that I thought, okay, long term, it could help me. But I'm definitely questioning the pick at this point because nobody had bid for him and they're on a buy this week. So it was not the greatest pickup, but I think potentially in the future it could be nice. But it's one of those things I have to wait and see. Yeah, it's a wait and see thing. And you're right. The the buy makes a big difference. Just seeing how those players are going to come back off of injury. If they're completely fine, then Daryl Williams is going to get very, very limited yeah. touches. So it's that one's going to be... A wait and see for next week how good of a pick or how bad of a pick it was, yeah. I think. And just see how the, the scope of those injuries, because they, they usually don't give too much information over the bye weeks. Oh, yeah, like almost nothing usually yeah. during the bye week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, we'll the see. next one, Sam Darnold going to Fraser for five points. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that Sam Darnold was on the waiver wire. So I had dropped him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I thought he was on your roster. He was, but then he had a couple trash games. He he didn't do all that well against Miami, and I, I hate dropped him. And then he had a couple good weeks after that. He had against the Giants, 23.7 points, and then against Washington last week, 33.42 points. So he's had a couple good weeks. Yeah, that was a, that was a hate drop for sure, because yeah, he, had, he has amazing matchups coming up here. Yeah, I thought you like, had him locked in there for a good spot. That was that was my plan for sure, but when your team can't beat the Dolphins, like that that offense just looked <laughs> atrocious. That whole team yeah, fair did. Enough. I'm like, this, I can't trust this team, and it was it was a bit frustrating. So yeah, like... Yeah, because he's got he's got Oakland, he's, yeah, he's got and Miami coming up right yeah, after that. Like, I, I paid up for him, planning for this shit, and now I, I dropped him. So, so good, Frazier, on, yeah, good on good Fraser out. for sneaking in there and jumping in there. Because yeah, I get I, he. I thought he was on your team. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Fraser's like we already talked about the reasons why I liked him before a couple weeks ago, and I think it's a, a good ad. It still stands, I think. Yeah, we'll see. Like he has Matt Ryan too, and like Matt Ryan's been a, a pretty low key good quarterback oh, for this sure. year. I agree. And he's got some good matchups coming up, like Tampa Bay this week. I'd be playing Matt Ryan over him just because I trust Matt Ryan more. Yeah. After that, though, New Orleans, not a great matchup. So, actually, when you look into the playoffs for Matt Ryan, I could see definitely where you'd want to start uh, Sam Darnold instead. So, good ad phrase, especially we'll see what happens because you're probably, like, dildo territory for sure. Yeah, like, I don't – Yeah, maybe if he wins the next two weeks, he could get the buy in the dildo playoffs. Okay. But I don't think he's, like, anywhere near, like, an actual – real playoff berth yeah but he could protect himself from the dilly if he's able to get into the buy there yeah so good ad for five i think for sure especially because quarterbacks have been going for more this year that as we've talked about in the past so yep good ad there for age cool um next we have james washington going to you for four points yeah so this was an ad i kind of decided to do just in general because deontay johnson he's dealing with uh concussion right now i don't know if he's going to be able to play juju smith schuster's already been ruled out so I'm just like, who's next up in that in that passing game? It's a horrible passing game in general. I get that, but I'm in some bye week trouble, so I had to just add somebody and, and hope it goes well. They're playing against Cincinnati, who's a, a weak defense. Very so weak. what I'm hoping is that they don't just run the ball the entire game, which I think they could do that and win. So 
if they can just kind of step up and, and throw the ball to James Washington a couple times, he's, he seems to be a deep threat. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for here. Yeah, he's been up and down. He's, I don't know, I think people expected more from Washington this yeah. season and it hasn't really come to fruition. But Juju has been ruled out for this week. So then he's going to have to be targeted more. Uh, James Conner has been ruled out. Yeah. So like, there's not a whole lot of offensive weapons there. So it's definitely possible that they need to rely on Washington a little bit more so he could get an uptick in work. And that could definitely work out this week against that weak Cincinnati defense. For sure. After that, we got Young Hoku going to Alex for four fab. Four, like he just he, he really wanted this guy apparently. Yeah, it's a kicker. How do you feel about paying fab for kickers, Adam? Not great. I think it's a waste, and not just like one fab a waste. It's a four fab waste. That's I, a I, huge amount. <laughs> I, I I didn't bid on him, so I can't see who actually else would have bid on him. But yeah. I I think four is pretty aggressive. Like this guy's been bouncing around a lot. He's been cut from a lot of teams. Maybe he's had like. A little bit of success now with Atlanta, yeah, but like, fourteen points and eleven points. Yeah, so like okay, so he's had two good weeks, but he's been all over the place. It's it's clear he's not a consistent guy, or else he would be on a team for longer than a couple of weeks. And I guess Atlanta's offense has kind of figured out a little bit. Four points, I think, it's just too much. I think that he went pretty aggressive on a kicker there. I think so too, and it's just it's hard to predict kicker points like. Those are two great weeks, I agree, but you, I don't think you can consistently think he's going to keep doing that because yeah. who knows what kickers are going to do? Who knows what offenses are going to do? It just it changes every week. So I don't know. I wouldn't have paid four fab for a kicker either, but we'll see how it pays off for Alex in, uh, in the coming weeks. All right, and then the next one we have Jeff Driscoll, the quarterback for Detroit currently, going for three points to Brandon, and I guess I'll let you talk. What do you think about this? <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't think he's a good quarterback, but last week he got 31.46 points, which is yeah. great, yeah. and he has a good matchup against Washington. This is kind of that blocker that we were talking, or I guess you were yeah. talking about last week that Ben made on yep. not being able to get Baker. He has to transition over to Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. This is a big matchup for those two this week because they're they're battling on the playoff. Yes, they are. There for sure. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious about that matchup now, how it's going to pay off. I want to see what Baker does, and I want to see what Jeff Driscoll does and see if that would have made a difference. I completely agree. It's going to be super cool to see what Jeff Driscoll can do against that Washington defense. Well, yeah, with those 31 points last week, it's like, okay, like Brandon actually ended up with a pretty decent option compared to like what's out there. Yeah. And Ben did a good job with the block. Again, with Baker playing Miami, Like you'd, you'd want to make sure that you get that out there. Um, and if Baker shits the bed and doesn't play well, and then good old Driscoll goes off, Ben's going to be kicking himself, I think, for trying to make that block happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could absolutely happen that way. I think if I was Brandon, just comparing here, like Sam Donald only went for two more fab than Jeff Driscoll, I would have probably gone a little bit harder in the paint for Sam Darnold. I agree. Playing against Oakland at home. For sure. But, well, I guess we get to see uh, tomorrow what's going to happen with it. I don't think I can trust Jeff Driscoll just in general at this point, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely see. Um, the next one is Atlanta's defense going to bend for three points of fab. Um, who do they got this week? They, they played Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, okay, so yeah. that kind of same mindset that I had, maybe a, a pick six or a couple picks off of Winston will will get you some points there. Um, but Atlanta's defense has a bunch of negative point games. They have a bunch of, like, really low scoring game so we'll see what happens this week hoping for that pick six i think yeah i think we've seen a just a, a shift in this team since they're by they beat they crushed new orleans then they crushed carolina 
So this team has a bit of a different mindset. They've changed up who is uh, calling plays on defense. So maybe they're just a better defense because the last two, two weeks they got 12 points and 29 points. Those are great weeks. I think he's trying to ride that and see what can happen. And as you said, Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston, he's a turnover machine, but he also puts up points. So it could go either way. Yeah. But we're going to kind of see if this defense is actually as good as it was a few years ago when they were young guys just running around when they made that Super Bowl run and they just they made plays. Or are they that shit team that we've seen for the beginning of the season? It's going to kind of come to fruition for the rest of the year now, and, and we'll see. I don't think three fab is a ton of money, but yep. it's he's risky. Like that defense is risky. No, for I, sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. it's not a huge amount of fab, so I'm fine with the pick. Yeah, for sure. I just I don't know if I'd feel comfortable playing them though. Um so is it because it's Atlanta's defense or is it because it's against Tampa Bay? Because it's Atlanta's defense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see though. Okay. Uh, the next one we have is Randall Cobb going to stew for two points of fab. Yeah, this one I, I wouldn't want to play him this week they're playing in new orleans uh he's had a couple great weeks in a row he seems to be I'm, playing, getting... I'm pretty sure they're playing new england this week yeah what did i just say you said new orleans oh yeah new england that's yeah. what i meant yeah so they're on the road in new england which is a, a very hard place to play oh yeah um but he's getting a lot of targets he's getting a lot of yardage he's getting in the end zone so and amari cooper might not be out there so that's yeah. another option that is out of there i don't know if that hurts or helps them because now there might be more focus on Cobb. there's definitely gonna be a lot more focus on Gallup. um and but yeah he's had some amazing weeks in the re- recent history here 16.6 17.5 the last two weeks so it's a a, a cheap pickup maybe he can get it done versus New England, but New England's defense has just been a terror this year. Yeah, for sure. So I wouldn't say I would feel confident playing him against New England. No, definitely not. Um, We'll go on to the next one here, which is Matt Prater going zero points to Danny. I also had zero points of fab bid on Matt Prater this week. You you fucking got, you burned yourself. I burned myself by going for the other guys with the Texans defense and Daryl Williams. (laughs) Could have had Matt Prater, but did not get it done there. Danny is able to scoop him up off of the uh, waiver priority on top of me. Um, I think Matt Prater is going to be a pretty good kicker for the rest of the year. As we already said, though, it's so hard to predict like kicker points. So, But he's got Washington, Chicago, and Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Denver. I think those are pretty good teams to kick against. Yeah. And we'll, uh, I think he's a good kicker. So Sounds good. This seems to just be like the kicker show here. Then Jason <laughs> Myers going to Taylor. That team is it's just a good offense. Zero five again. Good offense. They seem to put up points. So sweet. Yep. And then the only kind of interesting pickups, I guess, that happened this week were uh, off of free agency. Jordan Wilkins to Taylor. He took a shot. Maybe that's going to work out. Maybe it won't. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like that did work out on that Thursday night. I'm going to double well, check. Definitely not. Yeah. He only had one snap, yeah, on Thursday. So that was – but he's also coming back from injury. So we'll see in – Two weeks when he's a bit more healthy, if he's going to get some touches, we don't we don't know. Yeah, but it seems like it's the Jonathan Williams show at this point. I think so. Yeah, especially um, he's been effective. And then I want to. This is a selfish talk about right now. I picked up Nikhil Harry for my team off of this. He played his first game last week. I think he had like 18 yards, something like that. Yeah. But he was still like kind of working his way back from the injury. Sanu has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. It sounds like Edelman's always dealing with injuries, but he'll probably be there. Um, Dorsett's not supposed to be playing because of concussions. Yeah. What do you kind of think of Nikhil Harry for this week and moving into the future? Again, this is very selfish to me. I think that he has quite the future. He's a rookie wide receiver there, um, but I think he has some upside. 
Yeah, he definitely has some upside. We'll see. Just what we've talked about, it's hard to learn the the Patriots' pass offense. It could be tough. But it's that much being later said, in the year, though. That exactly. Was my thought. Yeah, so that I, I have no issue with it at all. I think uh, there's definitely an opportunity with all these injuries going down ahead of him. He Give him a shot. I, I think it's a fine ad, especially for zero fab. He's, he's definitely worth a dart throw, no doubt in my mind. Cool. All right, that was, again, selfish. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that one. Um, but that is the waivers and a little bit of free agency for this week. Normally, we jump right into the trades right after this. Amazingly, somehow, the league has given us a break this week. Yeah. No trades to talk about. Um, I think people are I've, I've settled in. This this is the week of the trade deadline. I think we've said that a couple of times, but for, uh, officially, this is <laughs> the it? trade deadline week. As soon as those games start, it's done Like after okay. the, the Sunday games. Uh, there's no more trading, and you're just locked in for the rest of the, the season into the playoffs. And I think people have kind of been like, okay, this is my roster now, and we're going to let it ride and see what happens. Yeah, people seem to be focused on grabbing some defenses and, and some quarterbacks for matchups going into the playoffs, and you just kind of focus in on your roster, as you were saying, and let's see what we can do. For sure. Um, so that this leads us right into our last week recap. And really, there was some interesting matchups, some good matchups. It wasn't a giant scoring week by any means. We had a lot of low scoring. A few guys were able to turn up and have some good points, but nothing major out there. Um, my team, Monday Night Football's little bitch team, um, <laughs> that's 103.26 points versus, and we're back, Alex, 113.78 points. The reason for the name change here, I have lost on Monday Night the last four weeks. And, and you're on a four-game losing streak. I'm on a four-game losing streak, <laughs> losing on Monday night four times in a row. And honestly, it has put a major emotional toll on me. Like, oh, I'm, man, I'm not even so joking. Stressful. I'm not it. joking. I, like, I'm, sure. I, I have been in a dark place just because I have hope for those Monday night games, and I just get crushed every single time. And it's just like you're like, okay, if it's un- done on Sunday night, you can just move on with your week and go on past that. No, yeah. there's an extra day the last month. <laughs> where I have to just like think that, oh, maybe I can win, and then I just don't. And it just, it's honestly been very taxing on me emotionally, it's mentally, it's physically. Every time. It's every time. And I've lost in like any way that you can lose on Monday night. Either I have the only player playing that could get points to make me win, doesn't happen. The other team has the only player playing, and they get enough points to beat me. Or we have both players playing, and his player outperforms mine and beats me. So any way that I can lose on Monday night, I have this last month, and it's been tough. Yeah, I feel for you. Even just saying this week, when I didn't really follow your matchup too close, but just during the Monday night game, you're like, well, congrats, Taylor. At least it was early this week. I'm like, oh my god, he lost again was, on was, Monday it night. It was Alex this week. Oh, but Alex, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, for sure, still stands there. I needed oh, uh, Keaton Allen to get less than three points. I knew he would yeah, that's that get over. So it was yeah. one of those things like I knew I wasn't going to win. I tried to like emotionally get ready, and it happened early in the second quarter. So I was like, okay, I can like now breathe a little bit. But it was yeah. still like all Monday. I'm thinking, well, I still technically could win. Like he could get injured early, or they just something bad happens and he doesn't get those three points. Yeah, you but, get the hope, right? Yeah, no, yeah, the, the hope, and then just the crushing defeat. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> well, I, I, well, let's talk about your matchup a little yeah, bit more then. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of go over some big players here for Alex. He had Derek Carr. We kind of talked about this pickup a few weeks ago. Yep. We're just like, oh, I don't know if he's actually going to play him. Will he be that good? He's been relatively consistently good here. 21.78 points is, is solid. Christian McCaffrey, even if the team sucks, like they only got three points total. <laughs> 
but he puts up 19 points. Exactly. Yeah, like, like, there's no the other player that that happens with. We're like, yeah, three points on offense, and you get almost 20 points in fantasy. <laughs> I remember just seeing, like, I didn't watch it that close, but just seeing, scrolling across the bottom, like, oh, top fantasy performers, Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, what the fuck? How is he doing yeah, this? Yeah, it makes no sense. He's just so hyper-involved, again, in the rushing and passing game. That makes such a difference. And, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> that's it's insane. He doesn't score, and he gets 19 points. Like, that's fantastic. Um, Calvin Ridley putting up 20.3 points. He's been a guy where just you're waiting for it to happen, especially with Sanu getting out of there. Yeah, oh yeah. And he just he shows promise. He he showed some promise last year. He's been a bit of a disappointment, but that was a, a great game by him there. And he yeah, he played well. Um, on your side of the ball, Adam, you want to talk about Dak? He had a great game. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. He had 37.56 points. Really, the reason I'm in this matchup was because of that. Um, and with the stack with Michael Gallup going for 148 receiving yards. Yeah, that's good. Um, I had the Bills defense versus Miami. Only get 12 points. I was hoping for a little bit more from Miami, but I can't really be that mad at 12 points. It's a pretty decent week. Um, last week when I had the solo episode, I actually forgot the one waiver claim from Alex. He got the Raiders defense for 16 points of fab, which is an obscene amount of fab points. But guess what? The Raiders play in Cincinnati. They got 18 points. So yeah, it was huge. a great pick. 16 is still an obscene amount. There's no chance he should have been 16 on the Raiders' defense. But they did get 18 points for him. It did. It was successful. It was definitely an overpay, but regardless, worked out really well for him. And then the rest of my roster really couldn't get it together. I had a high go for 12.5 points, and that's one of the highlights. Like So yeah. it's only 12.5 points, and that's one of the highlights of the team. Not looking good at all. Yeah, and unfortunately, like, Auden Tate going down with that injury and then just... DD wasn't involved like we were hoping he would be. Like we had talked yeah. about him, we were super excited with him with Nick Foles, Foles early in the year. You're like, oh, maybe he's going to do something again now. But it seems like that offense just in general transitioned over to Shark. He's the guy. Yep. But that sucks because I do think DD just as a talent, he's fantastic. Absolutely. So I think there's still hope for him just career wise. But it's just it's too bad that he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be this year. Yeah. So um, I'm good with talking to the next matchup there. No one needs to. like live in that despair any longer um we'll go to your matchup which is my nick is getting chubby 92.44 points oh that's too oh wait you actually still got the win you faced you people steve 91.52 points yeah squeaking out that victory going to seven and four four wins in a row so as i've been sliding down you've been rocketing up so how's that ride been chris it's been uh it's been good you're right that four win streak has been huge for me i i really feel great about it this Week was stressful in general. I'm just going to paint a little bit of a picture for everybody. So going into the Sunday night game, I was up by six points. I still had the Rams defense. Oh, sorry, no. After the Monday night game. Sorry, going into Sunday night, I had the Rams defense still to play. I had Robert Woods and I had Tyreek Hill. And he all he had left was Harrison Butker. I was in a great position to win that game. I was only down by a few points. I had no questions. And all of a sudden, Robert Woods is out. He's not playing. I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks. I add Hardman. Tyreek Hill goes down early in the game. He gets zero points. So I, I squeaked this win out with less than a point. And it was super stressful just watching this game go down to the wire. It was a, a battle between Miko Hardman and then Harrison Butker. And <laughs> I came out on top just barely. Yeah, just, like you'd think with Hill going out so early, like that obviously yeah. really sucks for your team. Okay, well, I have Hardman in there. Maybe he'll step No, he didn't. He only had 13 receiving yards. So, yeah, that's like being so confident to like, wow, I could actually almost lose this. Yeah, it was it was stressful. And you're just waiting at the end of the game, like, just don't kick another goddamn field goal. <laughs> That's all I ask. And I, I got lucky. I got the win there. 
a big part of the reason for that win was Josh Allen. He's putting up 39.84 oh, yeah. points. Love watching this guy play, especially when he like his rushing baseline. He had 56 rush yards and a rushing touchdown go along with 256 pass yards and three passing touchdowns. That Miami game, like it hit for me for sure. And he performed. So that was that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I guess on the Steve side there, he had Winston only going for 18.82. Four um, picks. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for adding that in there, Chris. That is four picks. So if he had no interceptions, then that, he's up to 26 points. That's an excellent week. Yeah. And then who knows, the, the yards on top, that made more touchdowns. But Winston is just an interception machine. He just loves hucking him out there. So, yeah, like 18 points is not a good week. It's not a terrible week, but that's just what you're going to get with Winston. Yeah. He just throws picks all day. He loves throwing picks. Um, he had Marvin Jones going for 15.9 points. Um, that's obviously a really nice week. He only had 43 receiving yards, but he, he had the two touchdowns. He had four catches and two touchdowns. I was, like, <laughs> so I was watching. Yeah, like, pretty efficient week. That being said, though, I just want to quick go back on one of Jameis Winston's picks. I don't know if you saw like the... The OJ Howard drop that oh, turned into yes. a pick. He's like trying to grab lose. it. Yeah, he's trying. Oh yeah, <laughs> the OJ won. Howard has it behind his back, like trying to grab and it. He's like, like, no, you can have this. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. With the minus two points off of that, he yeah. would have won. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Maybe a little bit of a pull the trigger for I Steve now. Maybe, maybe a small pull the trigger. Here we go. You know, I like fuck it. Like, let's give it to him. It looks like we're going a double trigger episode again. Just <laughs> yeah, like, like quick pop trigger. that in there. Cause yeah, like by losing like such a small amount and then your quarterback throwing four picks, one of them being off of that ridiculousness, like fair enough. That's a pull the trigger for sure. Yeah. I think just in general, like there's no way if I'm Steve, I would ever draft OJ Howard now, like for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm like, Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just take a look at some of um, Jameis Winston's just games this year as far as his interception totals. So Please. week six, he had five picks versus Carolina. Oh, my God. Week seven, no picks, which is great. Oh, he was on a bye. So <laughs> nothing there. Comes back hot. He gets two picks against Tennessee. He actually throws zero picks against Seattle. Good for him. And then he goes two picks against Arizona, four picks against New Orleans. Like, wow. He is a fucking turnover machine. Oh, How do you is. win with that? Oh, oh no, exactly. It, but he still kind of does like, Yo, okay yeah fantasy wise i yeah. can see how you win but in the nfl how do you win with oh that? no they, yeah, yeah there's can't. no chance that he should be a starter next year like they need to move on like, yeah they, they have to he just he just throws the ball up he's like i have good receivers yeah and he just launches <laughs> it and he does he's right oh uh, yeah mike evans is like mike evans is probably the perfect wide receiver for winston style <laughs> yeah just huck it up there and let that awesome giant dude just get up there and then make the play <laughs> yeah but like yeah like it's just Winston's got to go. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see what that offense can do with like even just like a, a decent talent in NFL. Just because Bruce Arians, he's he's a smart dude, and there's a lot of talented receivers. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, James Winston. Like it's tough, man. I uh, wouldn't I wouldn't want to play him next week, but we'll no. see if he's doing it. I would never want to play him ever. Like I just don't like Winston. So like <laughs> fantasy wise, just like NFL wise, whatever it is, like I'm just not a huge fan of him. Yeah, I'm not a fan of crab legs, eh? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, we'll go to the next matchup here, which is the hunt is over. Brandon versus so it's over. We are screwed. That's Taylor. Um, Brandon had ninety point one eight points, and Taylor unfortunately two game losing streak here, eighty five point one points. And so not a huge scoring game. Brandon's able to squeak out the win with only 90 yeah. points. 
Mahomes only had 17, but he did have Gurley going for 17 as well. He had Joe Mixon showing up for 16.3 points. Um, but then that good old Ty Johnson that he had picked up put so much down for only six rush yards. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's got to be the biggest bust of the season as far as a, uh, a waiver pickup goes. Yeah. And a lot of people were super invested and thought he was going to be the show. He's going to take over when carry-on went down, but he's been, he's just not involved. And I don't think he's that talented. It's no. weird. Like he's fast. Like he, I feel like if he gets an open space, he can make big plays happen. But like, yeah, he's not that talented. Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon, though, as you mentioned, he had a great week. He's had two weeks now where he's super involved in the offense, getting a lot of carries. He had fifteen point one points last week before, and then sixteen point three this past week here. So those are great weeks. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, the the uh, one of our better offensive line linemen, Glenn, uh, my co- Cordy Glenn. Yeah, Cordy Glenn. Um, they've been having some difficulties with the, him thinking that the Bengals organization is not respecting his recovery from his concussion, and they're trying to force him out there. They, I think the Bengals are thinking he just doesn't want to be out there and playing because the team's so bad, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's been a little bit of a mess, but I had, did get the news that he will be starting this week. So is, I, this, is this his first this week This will be his now. first week back, oh, that's and huge. I do think that that will definitely help Mixon into the future. So he's already been playing well. Getting a better offensive lineman back into the lineup, I think, could help him even more. Yeah, that's huge. Because, yeah, you're right. Cordy Glenn's a, gr- a great player. That's that's big news. I didn't hear anything about that. So I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side here, we do have Marlon Mack. He's, still, he's out. He's done. But 16.9 points for that week for him. Um, he unfortunately had Kyle Allen in his yeah, starting lineup. Yeah, that was the big one. Ugh, that was what burned him huge. He literally just needed five-ish, like a little bit over five points to win. So if his quarterback gets like 11 points, he wins. Yeah. And his quarterback gets 5.7. That's really tough. And everyone was talking, just like experts all around, like, oh yeah, Kyle Allen, that's a great ad this week against a really shitty Atlanta defense. Yep. And now, again, four picks here. That's huge. That That burns you. <laughs> four picks yeah. man that is absolutely brutal that's that's tough you can't yeah. you can't be doing that wow brandon really did steal that win with 90 points he eh? did he did steal Holy that shit. win absolutely like, i'm not saying much i realize i only got 92 points but, like, <laughs> that's rough yeah uh we had uh, also michael thomas for taylor going for 17.4 points yeah, he's Excellent so good stuff. Eh? Oh, he's he's incredible i saw stuff going around that michael thomas has more receptions and more receiving yards than the entire eagles offense <laughs> i was hoping you'd say an entire team oh, yeah, <laughs> and he yeah, started yeah. talking like yes it's gonna be a whole oh, team. yeah that's crazy it's it's wild like the guy is amazing he's done it with teddy bridgewater he's done it with breeze he's not missed a step at all um can't guard mike that's like i think it's like instagram handle or something like that and it's true you can't guard this guy he's a reception machine he's a yards machine he's fantastic yeah he is awesome he's gonna be just looking forward i guess into next year's draft like he's right now, I'm picturing him as the number one wide receiver. Pick. Oh, yeah, you know, there's no chance he falls out of the first round. I think yeah, now, oh, yeah, like the way he's, he's consistently done it now, he doesn't have the big name. He's not as like vocal and boisterous as some of the other wide receivers in the league. But skill level and like production wise, he's like right up there, like top oh, three at guy. least. He's fucking incredible. Definitely like watching him play, and he's yeah, he's a guy who just kind of came out. There was. Two Michael Thomases in that draft. There was the good one who's playing for them, and then the bad one who we kind of saw a bit on uh, on Sunday night playing for the Rams. He yeah. just dropped everything. He was so bad. It's so, so funny when you hear that name. Yeah. Like you think it's oh that guy's awesome. Oh no, it's not him. Oh, that's the bad, <laughs> it's Thomas. the bad one. <laughs> yeah, and then Jarvis Landry though too. He's been seeming to be super involved in the offense. He scored three straight weeks now. Uh, Odell Beckham has just been a guy who hasn't really been performing that well. And yep. 
Jarvis is stepping up and he's he's scoring. Yes, he is, and I'm pretty sure it was off of a one yard reception that he had the touchdown. And with Cleveland usually being like all about the running, you'd think that that wouldn't happen on that one yard line. But yeah, they, they they still want to use him, and yeah, I bet with Chubb, you would be pretty upset about that. Yeah, I was watching that one happen. It sucks, but it's I feel bad for Taylor because like he just in general like he he seems to get some shit luck i feel like a lot of times like yeah taylor's team like looks really good oh, yeah. but he always misses the playoffs <laughs> he's always in the dildo playoffs yeah. and he, he yeah, has like, a fucking yeah, good his, team in the beginning his roster was looking absolutely terrible yeah he, then he started swindling steve making crazy moves all, all over the place <laughs> and now his team's looking amazing unfortunately it falls short and he gets the loss this week but it's a team that I do not want to play in the daily playoffs. No, there's at zero chance. All. Yeah. I need him to have a buy in the daily playoffs because I, I I want none of that action. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's he's a good squad, but who knows? He's only he's four and seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We Sounds got uh, just a kiddo bit gay, which is Gould's team versus pull the fucking trigger Nolan. So Nolan pulling out his first win in a long a time. A long now. time. He's two and nine now. Eighty six points for him over sixty six points for Gould. Absolutely atrocious performance by Gould. He should be very, very ashamed of himself for sure. Um, so Gould one loses to Nolan, who can is struggling to beat just about anybody this season. He also only gets sixty six point six four points. Andrew does, and on top of that, this was the matchup. This was the week for the gauntlet. Who's going to take it? And John, John, Andrew absolutely just shits his pants. And guess what, Andrew? <laughs> So it was Andrew and Danny left in the gauntlet. Andrew, big turd in his pants, moving a little bit forward. Danny had 99.04 points. So congratulations to you, Danny. You have done it. You are our first year gauntlet winner. Congratulations to you. That is quite the honor to have you survived all the way through it. And you're going to have that beautiful chalice with you. Um, and I hope you definitely appreciate it. It was hard fought, and you earned it. Yeah, well earned. I think it's an insanely, insanely amazing uh, accomplishment. <laughs> I think it can't be understated how important winning this cup is. Uh, Gould, I realize you wanted it. Unfortunately, as a coach, I think your players just didn't want to play for you this yeah. week. And when it matters, your players had the worst week of the of the performance, and I think that usually when that happens, that comes down to coaching. Yeah, he's definitely not a players' coach for sure. Like yeah. you, you can tell, there's a lot of resentment in the locker room in, for um, just a little bit gay. Yeah, and so yeah, I think it's it's no doubt they were like, okay, listen, we'll we'll take a loss here. Like we 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 can't have our coach getting any awards here. Yeah, so that's kind of when you think maybe the organization as a whole might be moving on from Andrew in the in next year. It's quite possible. You yeah. never know. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to the actual matchup yeah. at hand here where Andrew gets 66.64 points. Um, he had Tom Brady, wow, really letting him down, yeah, 8.54 points. Um, the highlight there, Delvin Cook, only 11.7. Like that's, that's a good week from a running back, but when it's Delvin Cook, that's very low. Yeah. Um, he did go with Dwelly, the tight end for San Francisco, because Kittle is still has been out. And Dwelly got 13.4 points for him. Uh, but Juju, tough one with 21 yards. Yeah, that's tough when, when Juju... did He he went down mid-game here with yes. the injury, right? Yeah. And then just seeing Cooper Cup, bad performance just in general by the Rams offense. Curtis Samuel, unfortunately, has just been disappearing in the past few weeks. Only 2.5 points from him. And 
when it just doesn't go your way like that, like that sucks. 66.4 points. That's clearly just bad performances all around. I do want to quick talk about Tom Brady a bit because early this year, he was playing fantastic. He had a bunch of huge performances, but just the past few weeks, like that offense has really sputtered. And Tom Brady said too, he realized like, yeah, our offense sucks. Uh, We're counting on our special teams and our defense to win games right now. So if that's going to continue, like you can't be playing Tom Brady right now. I've, I've, Sat him down on the bench in uh, in Dynasty, and I don't think he should be he should be rostered in our league anymore. Not if he's performing like this. Yeah, I do agree with that. He's last year for sure. People completely gave up on Tom, and then things were starting to look good this year at the beginning of the year. But I think that age might be coming up a little bit with him, maybe yeah, a little so bit too. more weary. So um, yeah, it's tough to play Brady down the stretch. Yeah, and, and Gould made the trade last week to get Russell Wilson on his roster, so he's he's in good shape. I don't see him having any interest in playing Tom Brady the rest of the year. Yeah, though. so <laughs> going to Nolan's side, I'm going to do these scores, and you will probably laugh. So it goes <laughs> Kyler Murray. He gets 30.7 points. That's fantastic. Then we have 1.6 points, 1.4 points, 2.7 points, 1 point, 1.7 points. <laughs> so just a spree of... All of his running backs and all of his wide receivers doing next to nothing. Yeah. But then he's able to have Travis Kelsey go for 15.2, Geis for 12.9, Maher going for 9, and then the Bears defense going for 10. But like that, like having those five players in key positions all just not performing. (laughs) It's like, wow, good for you for pulling out that win. Well done, Nolan. We are very, very happy about this one. You took down Gould and. you're still going to be in the Dilbo playoffs no matter yeah, what. Yeah, Gould made it easy for you, but you did take the win. That's got to be like a good moral victory. Like you yeah. beat Andrew, that's always got to feel good, and you beat him pretty good. And I think just in general though too, like if you're Nolan, as you were talking about playing against Taylor, you want to get out of that bottom spot in the Dildo playoffs because if Taylor drops oh. down, then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So if you can just even get to second last place and then you're safe from Taylor, like maybe you'll be all right. But yeah, like if Nolan performs and I do not perform, like yeah. I could end up in that bottom spot. That yeah, could be yeah. a nightmare. So. Can Frazier still drop to the bottom spot too or is it just you or Nolan? Uh, I think it's either just Nolan and I, um, unless Nolan starts putting up a lot of points and he gets up to four wins and Fraser loses all the time and stays at four wins. Okay. It would be tough, but it still definitely would be possible for Nolan to get out of that last place spot. Gotcha. Okay, next one we got is Alex and we're back versus you. Oh, wait, no, we already talked about this one. We're um, on a different screen. That's your matchup. Yeah, so yeah. We're so we're on, on um, Lamari and the committee crew. Ben, 119.08 points versus I'm all jacked up a mountain Drew. Danny, that is 99.04 points. So Danny gets the loss on the week, but he gets the win on the season with the gauntlet. Yeah, so that's one of those things. You're like, oh, it's a, a moral victory, I guess, in that sense. And he's still in first place on the season. Yep. This does bring the whole league just a bit closer, though, when you you drop that one guy who was uh, at the top for sure. Now he's not necessarily there. He can't drop out of the playoffs, but he's not not guaranteed a buy yet. So there's a lot of things that can go differently. Uh, Ben making that that move there. He's right now, he's at the bottom of the playoffs, even though he has a ton of points. He had a big week again. It's those goddamn Baltimore players. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson, 40.78 points. Just an absolute beast out there. He's so talented. They won 41 to 7. Just absolutely torched Houston. <laughs> the fuck out like, of them. Oh, like, for sure. And like 79 rush yards for him. He had four pass touchdowns. Like, this dude is just absolutely phenomenal. Last week when I was by myself, I, I could not sing any more praises of Lamar Jackson. He's a phenomenal player. I love the dude. I cannot wait to keep watching him. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, I hope he's looking like the MVP of the league this year. And like, I just hope he can keep it up because it's. 
it's fun watching these guys. Like, he was a gamble in the draft last year. Everyone's like, oh, like, should he even be playing quarterback? Like, he's a good athlete, but I don't know. He fell into the right situation in Baltimore. They're a good run organization. So they're like, okay, we're going to use this guy properly and look at him play now. Yep. It's fantastic. It was really good to see. And then he had Ingram as well going for 20.5 points. So as you were saying, just those Baltimore players played yeah. really well for him. Yeah, that, um, that kicks Danny's ass a bit too because they were receiving touchdowns. So that's <laughs> that's a double point from Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram both times those go in. So that hurts yeah, for mo- sure. Most of the time you don't really view Ingram as a receiving exactly. like, He's not running a receiving back, guy. but he yeah. gets two of the receiving, receiving touchdowns. So yeah, that's always that's, good. That's good for Ben. Ben going with the strategy again of going with Melvin Gordon and Eckler. And once again, didn't burn him. He had yeah. Melvin Gordon for nine points, which is fine. And then he had Eckler going for 13.2, which is like pretty solid. Yeah. So like playing both those guys continues to work out for him. We'll see if that continues. It, it probably will. And then he had uh, Hopkins going for 80 receiving yards, which is like, again... Not exactly what you want from Hopkins, but not a killer. Yeah, and the big thing is too. I don't know if you remember that, like that uh, pass interference that was was quite obvious yes. in that game too. That should have been a bomb of a touchdown for Hopkins. True. That being said, 119 total points, you get the win. I think uh, you've got to just be happy in general at the performance from your team there. Yeah, and then do you want to go over uh, Danny's side? Yeah, for sure. Drew Brees, he's uh, he's back. He's playing well. 27.12 points with 228 pass yards and three touchdowns. That's a great week. Uh, Leonard Fournette kind of lets you down here, and it's just he was playing against a tough, well, well-coached Indianapolis defense, so that's tough. OJ Howard getting zero points. He's, I think, Danny has now dropped him, and he's just he's been embarrassingly bad this year. He sure has. Um, outside of that, yeah, you had a couple good performances. Cortland Sutton, thirteen point eight two points. That dude has been a pleasant surprise for the the organization, just in fantasy in general. And your Patriots defense, the the thing that has carried you throughout the entire oh, yeah. season, because your team's actually shit, according to Adam. <laughs> what? Remember in, you ripped his Oh, team. no. Oh, in the beginning, I yeah, had yeah. it winning the Dilly. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the defense has really worked out for him. Yeah, 100% it did. And, like, yeah, his team's obviously not shit. But I agreed. No. I didn't think it was that good at the beginning of the year either. But some of the players that were question marks have hit for him. So, well done, Danny. Uh, you've got a you've got a cup now. So yeah, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, we'll go on to our last matchup of the recaps, and that is free men who shower with socks. Fraser, one hundred and two point four four points, pretty decent week. Yeah, and then he played diarrhea. Turned the John Brown. That is Stu going for a hundred and forty one point three six points, highest scoring by far on the yeah, week, week by yeah. Stu. Would have smashed anybody. So great job, Stu. He did it with 3.96 from his quarterback. I was just about to say, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, 3.96. Other teams, there's two teams that could not overcome a shitty quarterback week. Uh, did not matter for Stu at all. He had Elliott going for 17.3. He had John Brown going for 25.7. He had DJ Chark going for 22.4. Mm-hmm. He just had himself quite the week. And then the 49ers defense with 17 points. Excellent job by Stu and his roster here. There was a bunch of names I didn't mention that were over 10 points as well. Like, there was yeah, three other players that were over 10 points. Big week. Really big week for Stu. So, congratulations to him. He's definitely one that's heating up a little bit. Yeah. So, since since Frazier has done this roster complete reconstruction, which he did uh, two weeks ago, he is now 1-1. One and one. A couple of good performances out there. He had uh, Lev Bell put up 15.2 points. It was a great week. Stefan Diggs, he's another guy, one of those guys you added, putting up 18.1 points. And yeah, like he did 
fine. 102, I think it was like the fourth or fifth highest scoring week. I had the fourth highest. You had the fourth <laughs> highest? With how many points, Adam? With okay, uh, so he was, 103, yeah. so I would have beat Fraser the Yeah, five so he there. was fifth highest scoring points. And yeah. Believe me, I was looking at the scoring there. I was like, yeah, I would have beat a lot of people this yeah, week. Yeah, that sucks. No, no, not the good luck, as always, for the season. Yeah. Um, but regardless, still a pretty decent week by Fraser in that top half of the league for sure. Um, and... We'll see what happens the moving forward here. He's sitting at four and seven. Stu's on the opposite, seven and four. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. On, yeah. on on the Fraser side there, you did mention that the Stefan Diggs going off. I think that will change a little bit because Thielen should be coming yeah, back now. Be back, yeah. And that will definitely help me out. But um they are on bye this week. So that's gonna help hurt Fraser. It's the week after that week thirteen where uh they will be back, and I think Diggs will have a little bit less performance because Thielen will be back. Yeah, I think you're right. Just looking into the playoffs, so like Stu has a very good roster. Yes. Players that are kind of coming to fruition for him, like Devin Singletary becoming more involved in the offense looks good. DJ Chark is looking fantastic, even with Nick Foles. Like he's he definitely has a very, very legit chance at coming back and going back to back championships here. Oh yeah. His for team's sure. good. Yep, it's not out of the question at all. Yeah. All right. So that is all the matchups for last week. It's time to move on, and we'll do some uh, previews of this next week and also do some picks. Adam, how are, how are we doing there? So we are doing very well. Um, last week, I finally got the upper hand on you. What? Um, I know, right? I had four wins, um, and you had two. Oh, so um, I was able to get Alex, yourself, um, Ben, and Stu. Um, and then you were able to get yourself and Alex. So we had a lot different there. We had three different. So there was like, yeah, that, was, that could week. have been a big swing there. I yeah. still was able to bump up a little bit, which is nice. So you're sitting at 42 wins and I'm sitting at 34 and that's after 11 weeks. I went deep into the catacombs of last year to see what our, how we did on the picks last year. And we only did the 12 weeks because, as I had said, we missed one week for the show and we just didn't do we picks. Didn't do picks yeah. So over the 12 weeks, I beat you last year with 39 total wins. So you're so already at 42. So like you're having quite the year so far. And you had 34, you had 34 wins or correct choices last year. That's where I'm sitting right now. So I'm luckily still be able to go over you from last year. Unless I just don't get any right this yeah, week. Yeah, you fuck it. Yeah. But regardless, you are having a phenomenal season with your picks with the 42. Already three past what I was at last year when I took it. That's so still not looking like I'll be able to beat you, but um, I'm still going to be fighting hard. I'm still going to try and claw in there, try and bump up there. I'll try and get past the 39. I, I'm going to try and get my personal best now. I think that's where my goals are set because it's a little out of hand for me to catch you being down by eight. But regardless, I'm going to try and get my personal best this year. And see what you can do. That sounds good. Yeah, being down by eight, it's going to be a tough comeback. Let's see how we look after this week. If you can get a little bit of a comeback and get in within six, then let's do like a battle where we just pick everything opposite. So okay. if you get all six, right, we'll see. But you got to yeah, win I gotta at say, least. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I got to try. I got to have another good week here where I beat you by at least two. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens from there. That sounds good. All right, awesome. So... As we had said earlier, this is a Saturday episode, so the Thursday night game has happened, so we have a little bit of information that's going there, but we'll start off with Monday Night Football's little bitch team versus It's Over, We Are Screwed, <laughs> that is me versus Taylor. 
Um, and I have Ryan Tannehill playing Carlos Hyde, Saquon Barkley, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Nikhil Harry, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders, Maher, and the Bills defense versus Denver. And then on the other side for Taylor, he has Aaron Rodgers, James White, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Griffin, Ty Lockett, and then Myers and the Steelers defense. Yeah, there's, um, just as we talked about, this is a Saturday episode, so Carlos Hyde's already played on Thursday night. Got you 6.7 points. I think really what we got to focus on looking at this matchup is who's playing on Monday night because that's really <laughs> all that matters. You have one player. You have Marquise Brown yeah, who's me. playing on Monday night. He's going to get zero points. <laughs> yeah, it can't help you. Um, some players I want to talk about. Saquon Barkley, he's obviously he's been dealing with that injury. But Chicago's run defense seems to be the weakness there. So if they're going to do anything, hopefully Saquon can do something for you. I think Darren Waller against the Jets can have a really, really good game. Um, I'm not so sure, like, Jamal Adams just in general, like, he's a very good safety, but they're not using him specifically just to cover. They use him all over the field to do different things. So just, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to shut down Darren Waller. That's not really his game. But we've already, we've talked about Taylor's roster, how good it is just yeah. in general. And now he has a bunch of guys back off of bye who are, who are very good players. Uh, including like Ty Lockett, if he can play. I know he's kind of battling an injury. Let's see it what it seems like says. he's supposed to be able to play. He's oh, no cleared, injury designation. Like, yeah. So he, he's definitely going to be good to go. Um, and having Landry versus Miami, like oh, I think that's going to be a, just an absolute explosion of points. Too. That's yeah, like, that is a revenge game. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That is going to be even bigger than I expected. Yeah, that could be a huge one. Um, Aaron Rodgers against San Francisco on Sunday night in San Francisco. I see that. That helps me a lot. Yeah. Like having Aaron play a tough defense. Um, so that's definitely going to be one to watch and it could be the swing in the matchup here. Yeah, I think in general though, like we, I think Taylor's roster is just, it's really good. So I'm going to have to take Taylor. Yeah. Here. And I'm, I'm also going to take Taylor. Like there's, it just, it seems pretty clear and obvious that he has a better team than I do and, <laughs> uh, he's going to win this week. Yeah. It's looking, looking that way. All right. Which one are we going to do next here? Let's do, let's do the hunt is over. Brandon versus Lamari in the committee crew. Cool. Ben. This is one we kind of already talked about a little bit, saying this Baker Mayfield blockage, Jeff Driscoll start thing that we really want to look for. Yep. Uh, big performance to start off the week for DeAndre Hopkins for Ben at 21.4 points. But I'm going to kind of go over the rosters right now. We have for Brandon, Jeff Driscoll, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Noah Fant, Kareem Hunt. Uh, I think it's Daniel Carlson. Yep. And then he doesn't have a defense right now. Does he have one on his bench? He has the Jaguars oh, and the Vikings. The Vikings are on bye, so I'm sure he's going to play the Jaguars defense versus Tennessee. He'll probably move them in. He should do that soon. Uh, then on the other side, we got Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Bo Scarborough, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Zach Ertz, Emmanuel Sanders, Greg Zerline, and then the Falcons defense. So the big one for Ben is having Hopkins already play and go off for 21.4 points. Yeah, it's 94 huge. receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. He had the two bomb touchdowns, like not huge bomb, but like bomb enough. Yeah, long enough like for long, sure. Long down the field. Um, the one play was like basically left open, but it's because he's so amazing. And then the other one, he just made a great play, outstretched his arms, great throw by Watson right into the bucket. And then he had a nice little toe drag swag as well. That like that was a very impressive catch. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's amazing. Yeah. So it, it's like it's him. It's Michael Thomas. Like those two guys are just absolutely stars right now, and and definitely in those top three wide receivers. Yeah, he has to start Bo Scarborough this week because he has a bunch of players on by. He has McCoy, uh, 
Damian Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. That's, oh, four, wow. that's four running backs on by. That's what happens when you're all invested in the in the Kansas City and the San Diego defense. Or, sorry, in the L.A. Uh, running backs. True enough. Um, but, yeah, I think... I'm curious, again, It's a lot of it comes down to the Ravens, but they're playing absolutely incredible. I don't think the Rams' defense are going to be able to stop him this week. I think his his team's fantastic. And I like a couple players, like Terry McLaurin, who's been really good for, for Brandon just in general this year. Now he has uh, Dwayne Haskins throwing him the ball, and you just you can't really trust that as much. So that really, really sucks. And then having having to start Jeff Driscoll is risky. What are you thinking here, Adam? I'm thinking... Like, I I think I have to take Brandon. I think because well, because, oh, because I back. know for a fact you're gonna take Ben. Yeah, and yeah. that is the right call to take Ben, especially with the big start of Hopkins. But just looking over on that other side, like if somehow the Rams are able to contain Baltimore a little bit, then there's a lot of good matchups on Brandon's side. Like Driscoll versus Washington. Again, it is Driscoll, but it's Washington's defense. Yeah, they suck. It's Odell Beckham Jr. He's been underperforming it is Miami's defense though yeah McLaurin he has not a great quarterback thrown to him but it's Detroit's defense who's horrible you're right DK Metcalf against Philadelphia's awful secondary <laughs> like there there's there is the possibility for explosions on Brandon's side yeah and because of the possibilities I think I need to try I need to make up some ground here so I'm going way off here I think the projections on NFL.com oh, um, <laughs> yeah they have been winning by 25 points so that's like a huge margin but I'm going out on a limb here I'm gonna hope for a bunch of explosions I'm gonna take Brandon all right I like I like the call obviously you're right I'm gonna take Ben his his team's really good especially with that great start from Hawkins but I respect the move I like it thank you um, we'll go on to the next matchup, which is my Nick is getting chubby. That is you versus you people. That is Steve. Um, on your roster, you have Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, James Washington, TJ Hawkinson, Tevin Coleman, Will Lutz, and the Packers defense versus San Francisco. And then on Steve's side, he has Jameis Winston, Jalen Samuels, Kalen Balage, Marvin Jones, Jameson Crowder, Tyrell Williams, James Wynn. And then he had Duke Johnson, Harrison Bucker on bye. Um, and then we have the Saints defense versus Carolina. Yeah, so Duke Johnson's already played for Steve, only getting three points. I'll take that as a win for sure. And as you said here, he has Harrison Butker on by right now, and he does not have a kicker on his roster, so that's something he's going to have to add. He's he definitely wrestling with too. who he wants to drop. Because, I think like, he's just going to drop Butker. Well, and that's the thing. He's probably thinking, oh, Butker's like the Fuck. kicker for yeah, him. Yeah, he doesn't want to do like, it. Shit, like, I don't want to do it. But, like, on his, on his bench here, he's got the Eagles defense, which maybe that would be one he drops. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what their playoff schedule looks like, but Frank Gore is something that I would want to keep. Adrian Peterson, like with guys back, who knows, maybe. But again, that's a guy that you can start. He has started him a bunch of times. Yeah, Alshon, you're definitely not dropping. And then he obviously paid up a lot for Drake, and he wants to keep him around. And then Mike Williams as well. And so that, that's a it's a tough decision. Yeah, you don't want to drop any of those players. So I can see why he hasn't made the decision yet, but he's going to have to make one. Yeah, he'll have to do one at some point. Uh, some... I'm just going to tell you right now, I've been battling in my mind between starting Carson Wentz versus Seattle and Josh Allen versus the Denver defense. Ah. Denver's defense has been so good, and Carson Wentz has not been he so good. He has not been so good, yeah. So like, I'm, And then especially with all these receivers hurt, who knows who's playing. It's I've, I've moved who's starting my roster like five times this week. I just keep switching. <laughs> like Sometimes within the hour, I switch like back and forth. Yeah. So. I still don't feel confident about it. It very well still could change by tomorrow. I don't know, but that's something that's up in the air for me. 
Um, I ended up adding Josh Reynolds to my roster. I was lucky enough that he was uh, he was on the waiver wire. So if Robert Woods is is not going to play this week, I'm just going to do that old flip on Monday night, and I'll put in Josh Reynolds. But against the Baltimore defense, that's been playing really well lately, especially with the Rams offense not playing well. That's kind of scary. Uh, either way, it kind of sucks. James Washington, he just in general kind of sucks. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't like a lot of my players this week. It's it's struggling, but I'm happy I'm but playing you, Steve. Exactly. But yeah. you are playing Steve. Um, what are you thinking? Um, see who else I can just quick highlight on on Steve's side. A big one is is Jameis Winston going to be able to do something against this newly hot Atlanta defense? Is he going to be able to put up some points? Is Marvin Jones with Jeff Driscoll going to have another good week against Washington? Is Tyrell Williams going to have a good week against the Jets, which I, I think he probably will. So there's a couple good matchups there. I need Nick Chubb to have a huge game against Miami, which I think he can. But yeah, I don't like any of my matchups outside of that, but I'm playing Steve, so I'm going to take myself. Yeah, and I'm actually going to take Steve. So again, good. like the, yeah. the projections are definitely not looking that way. You have 105 for your projections. Steve has 84. So about like a 20-point swing there. And but what I'm seeing again, there's the possibility yeah, for some explosions. For sure, Samuel's going to be right back I there. I didn't bring Cincinnati. him up. Right. That's a huge one. And then we have Jones, Marvin Jones versus Washington. We have Crowder versus Oakland. We have Tyrell Williams versus the Jets. Like with those guys, I think that's a, a big chance for some big points. The yeah, same defense versus Carolina. Week, yeah. He Kyle Williams just threw. Uh, sorry, Kyle Allen just threw four picks. Maybe he does throws a couple more this week. So. I'm seeing some possibilities on Steve's side here. I've got to make up some ground. So I'm going with Steve. I think that there's a chance that he can win. I think there's a very good chance he beats me this week. He does have great matchups. You're right. But i got to be confident. I'm going to take my roster. Uh, so absolutely. Yeah. Like if I, was, if I was not behind, if I was like in your position, I'm taking you for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to the next matchup here, which is, and we're back. That's Alex versus I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew, which is Danny. And on Alex's side, we have Jacoby Brissett, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Alan Robinson, Will Fuller, Calvin Ridley, Greg Olson, Philip Lindsay, Young Ho Ku, the Raiders defense versus the Jets. And then for Danny, we have Drew Brees, Fournette, Kamara, T.Y. Hilton, Carlos Sutton, Debo Samuel, Goddard, Carson, Prater, and then the Patriots defense versus Dallas. Yeah, there's... This is a big heavy hitter matchup again. Alex's roster, just in general, at six and five, is is underperforming. He has a very strong roster. There's some players who have already played this week. Um, Jacoby Brissett, thirteen point one six points. Will Fuller putting up fourteen points, and then on the other side for Danny Ty Hilton putting up one point eight points. So there's a couple things already uh, solidified in there. Um, Christian McCaffrey, as we've talked about, he's the team can score three points. He's still awesome, but I think New Orleans actually has a really good defense, and if they focus on shutting down McCaffrey, if they can do it, I don't know. Like, we'll see. What are you thinking here, Adam? I don't, I don't uh, know. This I is a to really tough one. This, this is one. This definitely a very close matchup, um, and I'm like, Danny's got to be pretty happy that he's locked into the playoffs because this yeah. is like he's lost last week. He's got a really tough matchup this week. So yeah. he's he's lucky that he has – not lucky. He's, he's done well. Um, that he has his wins already locked up and he's going to be okay. But this is a big week for Alex. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if you mentioned, but uh, Alex had Brissett going for 13.16 points already on the Thursday game. And he had Will Fuller going for 14 which sets him up. But on the other side here, we had Danny with T.Y. Hilton only getting 18 receiving yards. So not a great start for Danny. And a 
okay start for Alex. You definitely want more from your quarterback. That was a yeah. little bit rough there. But getting Will Fuller back in the lineup and then also performing with 140 receiving yards, that's a pretty good, like, nice start there. Um, so off of that, the matchups, there's nothing that's like the explosion matchups that I've seen in the, the last two that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, I agree. So I'm really not sure where I'm going to go with this one yet, if I'm honest. Okay, well... Um, I will, I'll pick whatever one you don't pick. This okay. One. Okay. Fair enough. Um, who? Okay. Um, Danny's been like, uh, I don't know. I can't make a decision right. right now. I'll I make it. No, no, no. I'm gonna make it. I'm going with Danny. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. I was now. gonna say Alex. So uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Good. So I'm making the decision. I'll go with Danny. I'm as you can tell. I'm not super confident on either side of these. No, it's a tough one. But I'm gonna go with Danny and see what happens. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's up in the air. It's gonna be a battle. So it's gonna be close. I'm excited to see that one for sure, especially with some huge playoff implications. Alex, right now, just on the outside of the playoffs at six and five. So he he needs this. Oh, he sure does. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Um, we'll go on to the next matchup here. So I'll let you take it away. All right. We've got Nolan pull the fucking trigger versus Frazier free men who shower with socks. This was a big one for Nolan. He needs this win. He really needs this. Win does he now. though? Yes, he does. Cause he's, <laughs> as we said, he's trying to escape Taylor. But think about this. If Taylor does get into that buy and Steve falls oh. into that top line, then maybe you want to be last place. Cause yeah, cause Steve sucks ass. <laughs> Yeah, straight up. You want to just be like straight out open with it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I picked him this week. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, starting for Nolan, we've got uh, Nick Foles, James Conner. Okay, he's got to move James Conner out. Obviously, uh, he's out of the game. He's in a starting lineup right now, though. Uh, Darius Geis, Josh Gordon, Devontae Adams, Tyler Boyd, Vance McDonald, Ronald Jones, Austin Siebert, and then the Bears defense. Starting for Frazier, we've got Matt Ryan, Lev Bell, Brian Hill, Larry Fitzgerald, who's on bye. Uh, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, Jared Cook, Royce Freeman, Adam Vinatieri, and then the Jets defense. So yeah, this is a rough matchup for yeah. sure. Like this is like not an exciting matchup. It's not really much contention for anything, and with these results, mm-hmm. and we have on Nolan's side, he's got James Conner who's out, but he's in his lineup. He's got Jordan Howard who probably is not going to play on his bench, but he luckily has Peyton Barber that he can slide in there. Um, but then he's playing Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, which is just not a situation you want to be in. No, not at all. And then with Fraser, he's got Larry Fitzgerald, who's on bye, and nobody on his bench that he can pop in there. He was mentioning that he might have to not play a wide receiver. I don't know if like how that's going to go down. But yeah. um, so this is just a, a messy, like not good matchup. The, no, the projections points are seventy six point nine five for Nolan <laughs> and eighty four point zero eight for Fraser. Like that is like oh my gosh, wow, that's trash. This is a rough matchup. Yeah, that's really bad. Um, I'm excited to see Nick Foles versus Tennessee. Oh, I love like, a big dick Nick going out there in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough though. Against Tennessee's defense is is very good, and they're on the road, so that could be hard. But I like big dick Nick as well, so I hope he does something for him. I really do. Um, Devontae Adams against the San Francisco defense. He's going to be facing some Sherman for sure out there, which oh, yeah. can be tough. Like this is kind of contributing to these these low point totals for sure. <laughs> Honestly, like they're they're both not that good. Yeah, I'm. I listen. I'm gonna take Fraser in this one. You're gonna take I'm Fraser. Like, gonna, even if he even if he does not have a third wide receiver in his lineup, I think I'm still taking Fraser. Like even yeah. with like a good player down, it's quite possible Fraser is still able to win. But still win this one, yeah, I, I, like uh, it's just not a good matchup. No, I think uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Fraser as well. Fair enough. Yeah, that's um, a rough matchup. That's a super rough matchup. Yeah. 
Um, okay, we'll go on to the next one. Yeah. Um, do we even actually? Did we go over for it? Yeah, you you went over them, right? Like the who's actually on the teams. Yep. Okay, yeah, good. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on past that one though. Okay, so next we've got Our Stu. Last one here. Yeah, this is the last one of the week. We got Stu diarrhea turned the John Brown versus Gould just a little bit gay. Starting for Stu, we had Deshaun Watson already out there. Then Zeke Elliott, uh, Devin Singletary, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, DJ Chark, Justin Tarko in the Ravens defense. Starting for Gould, we got Russell Wilson. Uh, was it? It's Jonathan Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Williams, Jacob, uh, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster is in his starting lineup right now. Uh, Jay Hollister, George Kittle, Matt Gay, and then the Browns defense. Well, he's got Kittle in his flex. He's just kind of hoping, I guess, that Kittle yeah. will be out there. Yeah, but it's, it's not though, yeah. looking fantastic that that will happen. Uh, luckily, he does have some options out there with uh, Robbie Anderson versus Oakland and Mostert um, with possibility. Most likely, Brendan is not going to be playing this week. Yeah. So Mostert is, is a fine start, I think. Um, so he has some options out there. But yeah, both these teams are a little bit banged up. But it is like a very big matchup. Both these teams are 7-4. and four, This clawing and scratching for a playoff spot. Because it's still possible that both these teams drop out of the playoffs if yeah. they do not perform these next two weeks. So this is a definitely a giant matchup here. Um, and we had Stu with Sean Watson going for 22.92 points. And then the Jonathan Williams with 18.1 for Gould. So big weeks for both players here. Um, it's really tight, though. Not a huge amount of like awesome matchups like defensive-wise. Um, so this is going to be one to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to take a look. He's going to have to move Robbie Anderson into a starting lineup instead of Juju there for sure. Just makes sense because he's out. Yeah. But if Baltimore's defense keeps playing well, Cooper Cup's in trouble. I think Russell Wilson, he's going to have a good week against Philly. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a really good week against the Jets. Um. But yeah, as you're talking about, like, is George Kittle even going to play? Probably probably not. I, I don't, don't think, think so. he is. And on the other side, um, Zeke against New England, that's a tough matchup. Devin Singletary against Denver, that defense has really turned it around. I don't think it's that good of a matchup anymore. Um, Julian Edelman versus Dallas, not a good matchup. Like, there's a, there's a lot of players that are... Even though they have good talent on both sides of the ball here. Yes, it's just oh, their, for their sure. Yeah, I'm not up. questioning the talent. It's more just the matchups they have are not great. Um, I am actually, I'm, I, I have my decision. I'm going to be going with Andrew this week. I'm going to give him some confidence here. Um, I think his team can then pull it out and he's going to have some big weeks from, uh, Jacobs and then also from Russell Wilson. Yeah. And that can definitely be the, what can do it for him. But just to make it another, another different one for us, I'll take, I'll take Stu. Oh, fantastic. I love it. Now we didn't do any locks of the week, but I, oh, yeah. I honestly don't. I don't have any super mega confidence in many of my picks, except for maybe like Taylor. Like if I'm gonna pick, if I'm gonna <laughs> so pick, a lot, like, I'm gonna, yeah. if I'm gonna take a lock of the week, I'm taking Taylor. So that's my lock of the week. He's playing me, and he's my lock. All right. You know what? I'm gonna take. Um, did I pick Frazier to win? Uh, I yes, I did. you did. All right, Frazier's my lock. Then. Look at that. Let's right. do it. Fantastic. So we got our two locks in there, um, and. We're rolling here. We're done. We've gone through it here. That is another episode of the podcast. The boys are back. Hopefully you enjoyed our information and our entertainment for your ears. 
Any closing statements here, Chris? Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. And again, props to Danny on taking home that that gauntlet. That's super exciting. I'm proud of you, and I'm very happy that you beat Gould. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll make sure you get that gauntlet here. We can be a, a nice little prize for you. Um, I'm thinking that this be yours for life. Um, it, like oh, one of those okay. things that like. We, we, have, we haven't really fully year. discussed yeah. this, but like it's not that hard to go out there to Value Village and find a nice little gauntlet for you. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's one of those things where you get to keep it. That's the, that's a trophy for life for you. And then every year we'll just find a nice, nice more unique, different gauntlet every single time. I think that's a great idea. All cool. right, let's do it. I love it. All right. Thank you for listening, boys. Fuck you, Brendan. This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's go.